is up, people? Welcome back to the Me Oh My podcast with your one and only host, My Asia. What is up, y'all? How y'all feeling? How was y'all week? How was y'all weekend? Because it is Sunday, so how how y'all? Yeah, how y'all doing? I know. As for me, it was a very it was a it was a okay week, but it was very kind of like giving like tired, like exhausted because I just had like things I had to do, and then I was in Alaska with my boyfriend. I came back. And I just was tired. Like, I had to get right back into the swing of how I do things here at home. My body was adjusting to different time difference type of thing. Because while I was in Alaska, I could feel I was tired. But it was only because when it was 6 o'clock there, it was going on 12 o'clock here. So, not even going on 12 o'clock. I'm bugging. It was going on, like, 10 o'clock. Sorry. It was going on, like, 10 o'clock here. So, you know, I kind of start to wind down at that time. Uh, Plus, it's, like damn near 24 hours sunlight there and I was sitting in his room like what the hell like is the sun gonna go down it doesn't go down I don't even I don't even know if it goes down or not actually he has like blackout curtains so I honestly didn't even notice if the sun did go down because half of the time I didn't even see the sun because we had the blackout curtains on but yeah so that was really my week I hope that you guys liked the last episode and the story, the whole story theme that I'm trying to give y'all for this season. As we move into today's episode, I named it aunts and like aunt, like your aunt. I don't know if I have an accent when I say that or not, because my boyfriend be saying aunt. I don't know why, but I met a few people who say aunt when it's aunt, but or aunt. I don't know. It's not, I'm, I'm feeling weird. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, I don't know how y'all say it, but I say aunt. It's probably aunt. I'm thinking it's aunt. I don't know. I'm just getting myself confused. But anyways, I named it aunts because this story is mostly about um, a foster home that I had went into when I was around, I want to say 12, 12 to like 13 because I stayed there for two years. And I just wanted to give you guys kind of like my experience there, my experience through foster homes before I actually got to that foster home because that was the last foster home I ever was in in my entire life. And um, just give you a little backstory about it. Uh, this story to me is a happy story. Like it, there is some type of trauma that is probably involved in this story, but I don't. I hope I don't trigger anybody with things that I've said that I say, or you know, just information that I put out. So let's get straight into it. I was honestly, I think I was around 11 to 13 at the time frame of the story that I'm about to give y'all. Last week I was around 8. I started the story off when I was around 8. And now I'm moving forward in the timeline of my life basically. So the first foster home I went to, I honestly, it doesn't, I don't even think it counts as a foster home because I went to live with my grandmother. But she was kind of, she was like my legal guardian, kind of like foster home type thing. And then we left her house and went to this lady's house. I can't. I think her last name was Chestnut, actually, which is weird because my boyfriend's last name is Chestnut. I hope they're not related because I couldn't stand that fucking lady. But she, her, yeah, her name was Chestnut. She had a daughter who was like six or seven. She was like a little bit younger than us. But she lived in a nice like housing development, I would say. But she was very envious and rude to me and my sister. Like there would be like plenty of times where like she would like do things that will like just be rude like I don't know how a grown-ass woman could be envious and like so disrespectful to a child that you decided that you wanted to volunteer to put in your house like I didn't ask you to come to your house I don't even fucking know you and she just carried that like th- 
throughout the time that we spent with her. I kind of can't remember how long we stayed with her, but she had a really nice house, y'all. Like, this house was so nice. She had a really nice house. She lived in, like, this really nice development, nice car. Like, you know, she had money, I would say. She had money enough to live that life. Uh, she used to have, like, men come over. I remember we used to watch TV in the living room. Like, we used to eat, like, breakfast at the table. The house... To me, now I'm thinking about it, it feels kind of like a dream house in a way. Like, not my dream house, but now that I, because I was so young, I didn't realize how nice the house was at the time. Because, like, nobody, as kids, we don't really, like, pay attention to shit. Like, oh, my God, this house is a three-story. Like, nobody pays attention to that as a kid. So, now that I'm older and I'm actually sitting here, like, analyzing and thinking about it, that house was so nice. Like, it was, like, when you walk in... It was like a really high ceiling when you first walk in. Like you could not even touch the fucking ceiling. You wet, you cannot even get on the ladder to touch the ceiling. The ceiling was pretty high up. It was like a upstairs that had like a whole bunch of carpet. Her daughter had her own room. Me and my sister, I think we shared a room. Uh, and of course she had her own room. And I remember her like bringing us clothes and stuff every now and then. I also remember her taking us to school and we went to school in Bridgeton because we lived in Bridgeton. I think that lady lived in Bridgeton at the time because we went to a Bridgeton school. We only went to that school for literally like two weeks, y'all. I don't even know why the fuck we got enrolled in that school. We That was the worst. Like One thing about Farsal Homes, I would say that was the worst for me was like having to move from school to school because I went to a school in violin and I was there for a few years I knew a lot of the teachers like I knew a lot of people because I went to school there for damn near like three years and then I moved I went to a school in Atlantic City and then I moved again I went to a school in Bridgeton and I went to a school in violin and then finally I went stayed in violin for two years graduated eighth grade went to Atlantic City and then graduated high school with all my four years at the high school which was cool because I like the stability of it a lot of this story was just so much unstable like it was no type of stability in my life I feel like at this point like I went from foster home to foster home um I remember I went to the lady the miss miss chestnut I went to her house and then I don't know what happened I think she said me and my sister was disrespectful to her or something like that and we left I remember leaving her house and oh I didn't even tell y'all the story I didn't even get back into detail about the school so I went to a school in Bridgeton y'all I'm gonna tell y'all a really embarrassing story and don't judge me y'all please don't judge me please I'm being vulnerable when I tell y'all the story so I was around yeah I think I was around like 11 or 12 I don't know what had happened but I had to use the bathroom like really really bad y'all like anybody who really knows me like my sister she knows I cannot hold my bladder like it's not good to hold your bladder either but I literally just cannot like if I have to go to the bathroom I really have to go there is no holding it for me there is no like you know wait it out sit patiently rock back and forth like no I have to go to the bathroom and I remember being 11 years old y'all this is so embarrassing I don't care I'm gonna tell y'all because I'm pretty sure everybody experienced something embarrassing so I remember this one time I had to use the bathroom really really bad and I was in school I was in class and for some reason, I couldn't get to the bathroom. And I don't know why, but I couldn't go to the bathroom. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if I was taking a test. I don't know if, you know, the teacher said no. I don't know what was going on at the time, but I couldn't, I couldn't, literally physically could not go to the bathroom. So I'm sitting in the classroom. I get up. I start leaving. This was when um, I think the foster lady was coming to pick me and my sister up. So I couldn't use the bathroom. Keep in mind, y'all, I couldn't use the bathroom. 
the foster lady was coming to pick me and my sister up. She picked us up. As she's picking us up and I'm leaving, literally running down the hallway, I peed on myself. Like, I literally, like, peed on myself, y'all. Like, it wasn't a lot of pee, but it was, it was like, enough to where, like, I would know I just peed myself. Like, I was so embarrassed. Mind you, nobody really noticed, and I don't even know how I walked around with, like, literally me pissed. I literally pissed on myself. But... It, she picked us up anyway, so I had told her, like, I had to use the bathroom really bad. I couldn't go. I peed myself. And I was young at the time, so, like, I mean, I was, like, 11. You would think, like, oh, you should be old enough to hold your bladder by then. But for some reason, I just, I don't know. I had to go, and I literally <laughs> peed myself. I'm so embarrassed, but I don't care. I never told nobody this. So nobody noticed that I peed myself for some reason, unless they did and just didn't say nothing. But um, she picked us up. I told her I, I peed myself. Then she took us home, got us cleaned up, all the other stuff. Um, it was so embarrassing, though, because I remember, like, like I told y'all, she was very, like, rude to me and my sister sometimes. Very, like, en envious of us, like, in a way. Like, just very disrespectful. And I don't know if it was because we were older than her daughter. Maybe, you know, we grew into our bodies or, you know, because people have that fetish. Like, I believe that there is older women that is jealous of younger girls. And for you to be jealous of an 11-year-old is just beyond me. But... She just was very rude to us. Like, she, like, she wanted us to look bad to show that her daughter looked good. Like, you should not be a foster parent. I don't even think that should be a thing. And she she brought me home, and I cleaned myself up, that this, that, and third. You know, she didn't. And I could tell that she was, like, you know, kind of, like, happy that I embarrassed myself in a way. But at the time I was young, I didn't think anything. I'm like, what the fuck? I just need to change my clothes. Like, I peed myself. So I went home, did all that. Um, I remember... She, for some, I don't know why, I think we reported her to, like, our caseworker or something, and we finally got to leave her house, and then we went to this other lady's house, uh, I can't remember her name, I think it was, like, um, Arlene or something like that, this, uh, white lady, she was short, she had glasses, still to this day, y'all, she has a picture of me and my sister on her Instagram, and what's funny is I visited her Instagram, like, I think it was, like, a month ago, and she literally still has a picture of me, me and my sister on her Instagram. I don't know if she doesn't, she might not use it anymore. And maybe that's why I still up. But I remember she was, she was one of the nicest ladies, like, ever. When we stayed at her house, she was the nicest. Like, that was a great foster home. Like, she was so nice. She had a dog. She had, like, a, I think it was her fiance or her boyfriend, who was very respectful of us, very nice, old. Like, he wasn't older, but he was an older man with, like, bald head. I still kind of remember his face, like, vividly in my, in my head. But... Yo, that house was nice, too. Like, I tell y'all, them foster homes, like, you got good people who, like, are willing to give up nice homes for people to come live with them. And she was an example of, like, that house was so nice. Anything that me and my sister wanted, she got us. Like, if we wanted to go to the store and buy, like, snacks for, like, school and stuff, she would do it. And what's weird is I don't even remember what school we was in at this time. I don't know if it was the summer, maybe, or if this was during the school year. But I don't remember being at school during that time frame. So, Oh, I think we was at summer camp, actually. I think that was summer camp. I think maybe we was at summer camp. I don't remember, but all I know is that we was not at school. <laughs> I don't remember going to school because we had transferred from the Bridgeton school. I don't know if we went to a school in Vineland. Um, oh, we did. We went to No, we went to a school in Millville. We went to um, Millville Middle School. And that school was that school was terrorizing. Like that school was a scary school, especially for like young people. I would say because you Millville people is bullies. I would say this. I had a whole bunch of people in like Millville, who I knew and stuff, who was big ass bullies. Like middle school was filled with a whole bunch of bullies. And if you went to Millville school, you had to be tough because them people was some fucking bullies. 
I actually I remember we went to that school. I think we only went there for like a week too. We got enrolled and left like a week after that because we had moved again to another foster home. But yeah, we got enrolled into that school. I think it was literally for like about a week, and then I don't even remember me going to class. I don't remember anything about that school. I just remember getting enrolled. I remember walking through the hallway once when I first first got there. I don't remember anything else after that. But um, I think she only had us for like two to three weeks because she would like have other people come into her house or whatever the case is but she was super nice I think we was only there until they found us something more stable and that's when I get into um my aunt Aunt Joyce at the time because before that we had went to her house but that's after and y'all that lady was so nice she was like a really nice old lady but I remember this one time she had to go out of town and she didn't have anybody to watch us so we had to go to another foster home y'all and this this foster home was a Spanish it was a Spanish house like it was all Spanish people and it was somewhere like in the fucking woods like in a cut somewhere like somewhere I did not want to be me and my sister one thing I loved about it though is they always kept me and my sister together like we told them y'all not splitting us up like we are staying together no matter what. Y'all gonna find us a house that wants both of us because we are not getting split up, point blank, period. So every time we went to, like, uncomfortable homes and stuff, I knew, like, I had my sister, and that's all that mattered. I didn't give a fuck about no. As long as I got my sister next to me, we good. Like, we gonna make company. We gonna make it work somehow. So we went to this, like, Spanish house, y'all, and the lady was very, like, she was older, but the house was giving spooky. Like, <laughs> I don't know why but it was literally giving spooky y'all like it was like near cornfields like and like she had like it was a lot of spiders everywhere in her house then she had like this little ass chihuahua like we was only we literally only stayed there for like two days by the lady who we were staying with went out of town but my thing is y'all I could not I I just don't know I don't even know how she was like able to be a foster parent like I'm grateful that I had somewhere to stay and I'll give that but she was very she was old and her house was so spooky like kids would not want to live there like what the heck like I don't even know how the caseworker even approved that and like I remember my caseworker I can't remember her name but she stayed with me and my sister throughout like the whole process of us being in foster homes after foster homes I would tell you that like she was a good caseworker um because she always like understood us and she was black so she kind of understood where we was coming from with a lot of stuff we would say like if we told if we told her like we don't want to stay at this lady's house and we gave her a valid reason why she would like take that in consideration and be like okay I'll find something else for y'all and she like was there like when we would meet when we go see our grandma when we would go um, before my grandma passed away she like authorized the visits and stuff we would go see my mom she would authorize the visits and stuff like she was like there she was like family I would say because like she made sure like me and my sister was good she found a way to make sure we was good and that we stayed together which was a pro but that Spanish lady, she was nice, y'all. I'm not going to say she was, like, rude or nothing, but she, her house was very spooky. It was like, girl, you need to clean this up. Like, I remember sleeping. I think we slept on the floor. Me and my sister had, like, blankets and stuff. And we just slept the whole time we was there. We sat on the couch, and we watched TV. And I don't even remember if we fucking ate. I don't even remember if we went to fucking school. I don't even think so, because it, it was a weekend. So, I would say we just sat in her house. We didn't do anything. I really, the house was just spooky as hell. So then we left, thank God for that, and we went back to the lady Arlene. We went back to her house, 
stayed there and then that's when she told us like you know y'all gotta leave not in a rude way but you know leave because she wanted to open her door up to other people she didn't want like long-term people in her house being like she don't want foster kids long term she just wanted them for a short period of time open her door up for the next foster kid to come in and experience you know her house her vibes because her house was really nice she was really nice she used to take us out to eat all the time buy us any foods that we wanted like her house was like really really that like nice like that was a good foster home i tell you most of the foster homes i was in <clears throat> they were nice houses like they were really at like really nice houses like in developments where they were nice only thing i would say is now that i'm older and i look back like we was black girls living with people who were not of our color not of our race not of anything and i just wonder how people looked at us looked at the lady who took in us if that makes sense like her boyfriend at the time seemed to be cool about it but you could tell like it probably was like weird to see like two black girls living in like her house you know i mean she never showed like anything that was like made me feel uncomfortable or like you know racist or any way but she definitely like opened her door up to anybody and i'm grateful that they have foster homes like that where people can experience you know different races different cultures and stuff like that and people who actually genuinely want to help kids because the other foster home with the lady chestnut she was a black lady, but she was very envious of the people she brought into her house because she wanted her daughter to be number one. And it's like, you should not have a foster home if all you want to do is cater to your daughter. Like, don't have a fucking foster home. Why did you open your home up? And I think it was more so for the money because, like I said, she lived in a nice house, nice development. She had a nice car. So I could see that she probably really was doing it most mostly for the money because I think they make about like $800 extra a month for foster kids. The longer they stay, the more money they make. And because it was me and my sister, she was getting around 1600 a month from me and my sister just to live in her house. But, yeah, we reported her ass. We got the fuck out because she was rude as hell. I rem actually, I remember the day we left her house, yo. She was so rude to us. Like, she was like, yeah, y'all can get y'all stuff. Y'all can leave. Like, just mad rude. Like, first of all, if I was old, I would have knocked on her fucking mouth. But I forgot I was only 11 at the time. But now I'm sitting here and think about it. Like, that was rude as fuck. You should never be that rude to a kid you offered into your home. Like, I didn't even know you my my caseworker brought me to you like what just rude as hell but said to say yeah that was rude if y'all ever I don't know if people have ever experienced being in foster homes or whatever um but you aren't alone if you have because it's very common I know a lot of people who've actually been in foster homes who are like kind of afraid to say it but I'm not because I've learned a lot throughout my experience in my life just in general just going through the motion and I think the whole concept of this story is about stability for me because I lacked it for so long. I told you I was in school to school. Sometimes I don't even remember being in school, foster home to foster home. Sometimes I just moved from one to other. No, no reason why I just left. And I think this whole concept of this theme for today's episode is stability because I dealt with the lack of stability. Just And I was so young. You would think that like you would want a child to have stability at such a young age but I it took me a while to like gain stability even as I got older it was hard for me to like actually gain stability I lived with my grandmother for a while which was stability for me but once I left college you know things kind of took a turn because we didn't go back to her house to live there after college so I was literally like living on people's couches and stuff like that just lack of stability and I hated it because I'm, I love like being stable I love knowing all my things are in one place. I know where they're at. I know where I'm going to sleep tonight. I know where I'm going to lay my head. I know what I'm going to eat. I know when I go home, I have my shower. I have my stuff. And being in foster care at such a young age, I didn't realize how much I lacked stability. But as I get older, I start to realize, like, damn, I moved from house to house. I literally had 
living with different people every every fucking week damn near but it was an experience i would say i met some amazing people who i still like i said i still remember to this day most of these people i kind of don't remember their faces but if i was to see them i probably would be like oh yeah i remember i really want to see that lady miss chestnut so i can cuss her ass out now that i'm older because girl who the fuck was you talking to i was 11 years old at the time and you sitting up here talking to me in your kind of way because you mad because your daughter's not the center of attention you should not be having a foster home and i hate that and i've seen it where you have a lot of foster parents who really don't want to be foster parents they just are in it for the money and it sucks for kids like me and my sister who dealt with that type of negative ass energy when we're going through what we're going through we're not with our family anymore we're we don't even fucking know you i'm literally living with a stranger and it sucks that you have people who like abuse the system like just don't give a fuck like i'm here for the money I'm just going to take this child in for the money. I don't care how they look. I don't care how I treat them. And you have the state who also allows these people to be foster parents and take children in knowing I'm pretty sure caseworkers see that shit when you walk in. You could tell who's genuine and who's not just by being around them. Like, I could meet a person today at the mall or something and be like, yeah, I know who the fuck that person is just by looking, just by being around them, their energy. Like, you, it's no way for, you have caseworkers who don't see that these foster parents neglecting these foster kids and stuff like that like it's no way and i think that the system really needs to change when it comes to that because it's fucked up like kid these kids who are in foster care i'm stuttering so much it's kids who are in foster care who literally are dealing with things that they cannot explain because of how young they are and how they just don't understand half of their emotions dealing with not having a family feeling abandoned like and then you go into these foster homes where foster parents are literally doing the exact same things that their parents was doing, abusing them. I think I I never experienced that, but you know, just in general, like I just I don't like that. I, I really don't. But next up, so I moved from that lady's house, Arlene's. I moved from her house, and after that, we went to Aunt Joy's. Y'all, this was the best foster home. This was the best experience in my life. I w- I would say like. She was the best foster parent I've ever had in my life. Like, anybody who goes in her house comes out, no, like, that's their family. Like, it's stamped that Aunt Joy's family. Still to this day, I will go see, like, her daughters, her family. They're all my family. Like, that was the best foster home I ever lived in my life. So, that was in Vineland. We, I remember pulling up to the house. I remember pulling up to the development, y'all. That development was so big. It was, like, with them big houses developments, like, I don't know if anybody, but you know how you pull it into a development. It's just houses, big houses after big houses, just next to each other, just next to each other. That's That was that development. And what was so nice about the development, it was kids everywhere. Like, it was so, you. it's the way you wouldn't make a friend there. Like, because it was so many kids, it was so kid-friendly. Like, and my foster, my foster mom, I don't enjoy, she was black. So, I got to live with, finally, a black person who didn't treat me like shit who didn't care about the money because she was literally in it for giving children the chance to live like a child like giving kids things that their parents or their family never gave them and that's why till still to this day I can't I'm so thankful to have been in her house like I remember first going into her house and she was so happy to see us y'all like I've never like she was so happy like all the other foster homes I would say when we walked in the door you didn't have people who were greeted us with open arms and just so happy and that was Anjoy. she 100% as soon as we walked through the door she gave us big hugs she was like hi like hi everybody and then we had her daughter who approached us Kyra still to this day that's my sis my big sis shout out to her I don't know if she ever gonna listen to this 
she might but shout out to my sis shout out to enjoy because y'all greeted us with open arms she had a nice her house was beautiful so to this day nice she keeps her house nice okay she makes sure her house is clean she makes sure it's nice i remember when we first got there we took all our stuff out of our trunk we didn't have that much we didn't we i think me and my sister had like one or two totes of clothes and i remember unpacking our stuff and at our other foster homes we never unpacked because we already knew like we we not gonna be here that long so we just gonna keep our stuff where our stuff is and that's it but Aunt Joyce, I think, I think our caseworker knew it was going to be long term. So we unpacked our stuff. Me and my sister had our own room, our own nice little closet. We shared our rooms, but um, I slept on one side. My sister slept on the other. We shared a big um, dresser, a closet. I, I think that house was four bedroom, but it had a nice big basement, y'all. The basement was where the hot spot was, okay? That's where we all, me and my sister... Um, at the time she had two other foster kids who were like our, they were our sisters too. We called, she had them, I think she had them for about a year before we had came and, um, they were one year older than us and her birthday was one month. So they were one year, literally one year older than us, one year and one month older than us. And, uh, they, they grew into be our sisters as well, but I enjoy would you just do little things out of the kindness of her heart, like. We didn't have a lot of clothes when we first got there because we were moving from place to place and most of our stuff just got mixed up some way, somehow. And Andrea would just go out of her way to just go to like Macy's or something to buy his clothes. And she would come home with like clothes, socks, and be like, y'all try these on. And we'd be like, oh, she just bought us some clothes. Cause like we never had that at our, our other foster homes. Like they did what they had to do, which was if we needed clothes, buy it. But if we walked in with clothes, like they wasn't buying us clothes. Like it just wasn't happening. So, Aunt Joy, she was the type to, like, you know, she definitely went out of her way to make sure that we felt welcome in her home. And she instilled discipline, I would say, in us because when we was, like, you know, we was younger and we was getting older. We was, like, 12, 13 at the time that we lived with Aunt Joy. And she instilled a lot of discipline in us when it comes to, like, making sure you clean, um, you know, still being a kid, but making sure you do what you need to do as far as grades. I remember a few times I had got suspended from um, middle school. <laughs> I used to get suspended a lot. But I remember I got suspended like one time. I think the um, principal called saying I was talking back to her and stuff like that. But that's because these schools used to have me fucked up. Like these these teachers used to get a little bit beside themselves with their mouths. So she definitely like instilled something in us that I don't think anybody had ever did in my life. Like she used to take us to like six flags and we had like a seasonal six flags ticket you know how much them tickets is to be like seasonal and imagine having five i think we was me my sister the two other foster uh kids she had and then her daughter and her two daughters so it was five kids in total yeah me my sister the two foster kids six six kids in total that she had in that house and she made sure that we if one got it we all got it and if one didn't she made sure she found a way for all of us to feel like, we all belonged. Like, I remember Christmas, y'all. Christmas. Mind you, this was the first time that I had, like, a real big Christmas. Like, living with my mom and stuff, of course, we got stuff for Christmas. But it wasn't, like, a big, big Christmas. Like, where it was, like, a big-ass Christmas tree filled with nothing but just stuff wrapped around it for days. Like, that's how it was. And she got us, she got me and my sister our first cell phone. She got us clothes for days, y'all. When I say, like, clothes for days, she got us, like, kid stuff. Like, stuff that, like you know we could like walk around and be like yes i got this i got that like just 
I don't know, just her vibe, just how she was. She was very welcome and very open to giving. Like, that's why I'm just, just so grateful, honestly, to have been in a foster home like hers because I, me and my sister shared so many memories in that house. Like, she took us to our first concert because I, I was a big fan of Diggy Simmons when I was at that age, and she took us to a concert, and it was at Six Flags. And Diggy Simmons, OMG Girls, you know, all the people at that time during that, during that uh, era was at Six Flags and we got to go to the concert. We got to see them and stuff. I remember I made um I made a poster board with Diggy Simmons on it. I used to follow him on Insta on Twitter cuz at the time Twitter was a big thing. Um Twitter's still big, but when I was like 11, 13, I don't know why Twitter was so big at that time, but I had a lot of Twitter followers at the time too. I had like over a 1000 Twitter followers. I don't know why, but I think it's because I joined the girl fan club with Diggy Simmons and I start following people who like Diggy Simmons. And it just became a big thing on Twitter. But uh, that definitely was, like, a time in my life where I was like, yo, I'm living a dream. Uh, it sucked, though, when we had to leave because we was there for two years. We graduated eighth grade there, um, and she just wanted – she didn't want to leave us. She basically wanted to open her house up to somebody else because we was already there for two years. She didn't want to officially adopt us, so she was like – you know, I loved y'all. I gave y'all everything I could, but I want to open my house up to somebody else to experience what y'all have. And I wasn't mad at it because I want somebody to experience what I did. That was a really nice house, y'all. Like, she really took her time to show kids that she cared about them. And that is why I wasn't upset that, like, you know, we had to leave. Plus, I had graduated eighth grade there. I met so many big people in my life there. Like, I had a few friends who lived down the street. Um, this one named Dio. He was one of my best friends at the time. Like, he's super big now, too. He's, like, super big on TikTok and um, Instagram and stuff. Like, he's an influencer now, and I'm so proud of him because I remember when he was younger, he was, like, a chubby chubby old boy, and we used to be running around the, the neighborhood together. We used to be cracking up laughing at our old bus driver because we used to sit next to each other on the bus all the time. He was literally, like, my big bro. Like, still to this day, Dio is, like, my big bro. And I remember this one time me and him got in this argument, and we like, stop being friends and stuff like that for a few days it was mad awkward and then we just became friends again but we was young at the time so I don't know I, I want to catch up with Dayo too I don't know why I call him Dayo but his name is Dayo anyways I met him I met like a few other people from um, middle school who like I still to this day like talk to and follow on Instagram and like stay up with but that whole like two years of my life really taught me a little bit about stability because I was as I was there I grew friends um, I really grew into the family that I was with and I was ready to take on high school. Like I was ready and I was crying. I remember w we left, I think it was June 23rd, June 23rd was the day that we, we left. It was the last day of school, left grade, last day of eighth grade. And my, gr my grandma on my dad's side said she'll take us in her house and officially, you know, like adopt us. I would say, I don't know if it was adopting cause she's our grandma, but she took us into our home to enter her home. And then we lived there until um, we graduated high school and, you know, now we out on our own. But I remember that last day of high, uh, middle school, I literally was in the car. My pop-pop had drove all the way from Atlantic City to pick me and my sister up. He was sitting outside in that PT Cruiser. He used to have a black PT Cruiser. And um, it was like, all right, y'all could go home. And me and my sister just in the passenger seat, I mean, in the back seat, just crying. Just crying because, like, we was like, oh, my God, we really leaving. Like, we got to leave. Like, this was like one of the best moments of our lives I feel like because like we just we had so much there we had so much family 
Aunt Joy's house was a really, like, you go from Aunt Joy's house to Atlantic City. No, you don't know anybody other than, you know, who you knew in middle school, kind of, because I went to middle school in Atlantic City. And then I went back to violence. So I didn't really establish that many people, but I knew people. And I went to high school. I had to, you know, like kind of grasp a different life in a way and what everything entailed in Atlantic City. Like, you know, make new friends there and, you know, kind of get myself out there. But once I moved, I joined the track team cross country. I kind of got myself out there when it came to dancing and I kind of just grew into who I was as I lived there, and now I'm just here and stuff like that. But Anjoy's was, Anjoy's was, I, I'm thankful that they have people like that in, like, foster the foster systems who are willing to show children, like, what it is to be a child. Because as you go through foster care and as you go through moving from house to house to house, you kind of lose what it's like to be a child because you don't know. Like, you're literally moving from house to house you haven't had the chance to really sit down and be a kid because you got so much going on that you don't really understand. I remember I'd be in foster trucks and they would pick us up from school, like in diapers trucks, they would pick us up from school. And it would kind of be embarrassing to see that, like, we got caseworkers picking us up. And I mean, you don't see an average kid getting picked up in a damn diapers, man. Like you don't. So for us, it was it was kind of like traumatizing in a way and kind of embarrassing to us because we kind of didn't understand a lot of what was going on. And, like, I've in Millville was the worst because, like, them kids was rude. Like, they was rude as hell. They still, to this day, rude as hell. And they just, like, I don't know, they would, like, make fun of us and be like, oh, you don't foster care and stuff like that. We just, like, yeah, like, what the fuck? I don't, we used to lie to a lot of the kids, too. Like, I know for me, when they used to ask, I used to be like, that's my mom or that's my aunt. Not never my mom, actually. I used to say that's my aunt and that's my cousin. Like, if they had a daughter or something, I'd be like, that's my, that's my cousin. And they'd be like, oh, that's your cousin. I'm like, yeah, that's my aunt and that's my cousin. But Anjoy really grew into being my aunt. And that's why I still to this day call her Anjoy. She tells all her foster um, kids that she brings in her house to call her Aunt Joy. And I think that's a really good thing because you don't want to go in calling them their real name. Like, it just doesn't make you feel like home, I would say. And Christmas, birthdays, like, I still got bir the birthday pictures that she used to take of us. She used to buy us so much stuff, y'all, like closer days like you could tell she really cared about us like and that I really needed that I think I really need especially at the age where I was 12 13 well 11 12 and 13 where you know I grew up I was in foster care after foster care and like they didn't really care about you and then to go to Aunt Joy's house and to see that like somebody does care it's not about the money for them it's about really showing a kid what it's like to be a kid to enjoy childhood so I'm thankful for Anjoy. I don't know if she's ever going to listen to my podcast, but I'm thankful. I really am. I really appreciate everything that she's done for me and my sister. I, half of the things that I've experienced, I wouldn't have experienced if I'd been in her house. Like, I've never been to a concert ever. The only concert I've been to was when I lived with her. Like, I've never still to this day have, have been to a concert before. And that's an experience that I'll get to take away with me for the rest of my life. Like, And to go to a Diggy Simmons concert when I was, like, a huge Diggy Simmons fan. Like, that's big. That's big. So... I'm thankful for the little things. I'm thankful for the friends that I made while I was at Rossi Middle School. I met a lot of, like, cool people still to this day that I see them, like, grow up. And I'm like, yo, we went to middle school together. But you can see, like, people turning into parents, people getting married, like, just things changing in life. And you could just see it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, uh. But, yeah, I say that to say, y'all, I hope y'all take something away from this story. This whole story, honestly, was just about stability, I would say. 
because I dealt with uh, the lack of stability as I went through these foster homes and stuff like that. So I don't know if anybody has experienced nearly as close to what I have, but I would just say keep pushing because I, me and my sister thought like, oh my God, we're going to be going through this every week where we move from foster home to foster home. But we was honestly blessed to have been in a home like Anjoy's that taught us what it's like to be a kid, to experience childhood, to experience a little bit of family. And I'm thankful for it. So like I said last week, there's always light in the dark, but there's always that blessing that you just haven't had a chance to really take the time to look at and weep with. So yeah, that's really it for this story, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I really hope I didn't bore y'all with with this story, but I really have been trying to be vulnerable and let y'all know a little bit about my life because like I said, I don't know if my story can inspire someone to think just a little bit deeper into their life and find the positives in it because my life was hard. It was rough. It really was, but I'm here today. I'm blessed to have experienced what I have and I I don't know. I'm just I'm thankful. So I hope you enjoyed this story. I'm out of here though. I'm exhausted. I'm tired, honestly. So I'm about to eat and then probably take a nap. So I thank y'all for tuning in. I will see y'all next week with um a story about my grandmother who passed away. Uh, just more about grief. I think this, the theme of that is grief. So I'll give y'all a little bit of that next week. So stay tuned. And I thank y'all for tuning in. Please be sure to like and subscribe leave a review nobody has done so yet and i'm about to punch all y'all in y'all faces okay because nobody leaves a review like do y'all not like me or what because i get listeners but like nobody leaves a review and it's just killing me because i want y'all to leave reviews i want to know what people think like okay and even if you don't leave a review be sure to just go to the me on my podcast instagram and follow like i don't know like a picture or comment what you think about on my my podcast instagram i don't know something to just let me know that you guys are enjoying the podcast because if i don't get any feedback i don't know what to improve on and i don't know if i'm doing a good job at this so please but i'm out of here because this yeah i'm tired i thank y'all for tuning in like i always say every week like subscribe leave a review stay up with the podcast on instagram at me on my podcast and i'm out so bye